0: You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit LifeNZ.org. You know, we were not that long ago at Life Conference, and I felt like God put a word on my heart for the conference. And I said to Pastor Coral this week that I couldn't shake it. And it was like God was saying, you need to underscore what I gave you. And so I'm pretty passionate about what I'm carrying in my heart. You know, we're in a year that uh, we've entitled here now and and what that is about the emphasis that God is a God of the now not he, he is a God that was in our yesterday and God is in our tomorrow but God makes a difference when we realize that right now is a moment that God is looking to use and you know many people use this quotation globally the best is yet to come and even though that is true because God is a God of the future. I don't think tomorrow is any better than today. And you might go, yeah, but I'm in the worst season I've ever been in. Yeah, but I think your best is in your here now response. See, if you don't make the right response in your winter time, in your tough time, in your, your season where it feels dark, then you can have all the promises of God on your bathroom door, but you are going to fail to be able to walk into your tomorrow until you turn the table on the enemy and say, no, even in the toughest time, my best is here now because I can bring God into it. I can bring the power of who God is. And many of us are simply living an echo. Come on, many Christians I meet are living an echo of yesterday. I, I travel globally. I, I bump into pastors that one had, once had a passion for something wonderful in God, but they've gone through some things unexpected. And now they're just living with the weight, and it's kind of like you talk to them, and they've lost their zing, their mojo. You know what I mean? It's like South this morning, lost your mojo. Come on, a better response would be good. Or, 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 or some are so living in the tomorrow, but tomorrow fails to exist. In fact, Jesus said to the rich guy, you, you don't even have tomorrow promised to you. And I remember going back as, uh, as time would tell us, and I reflect in 1991 at the beginning when God spoke to us about leaving Sydney and said to Marie and I that uh, he wanted us to change course and wanted us to trust him and to do something we didn't feel capable of doing. And it was like, well, what is that God? And it's like, I'm going to get you to go back to New Zealand and I want you to pioneer a church. And I go,ing, well, I don't know that that really is my gift thing. I'll support somebody else's vision because that's all I ever had done. And yet God says, no, this is me and I want you to do it. And it, it kind of began a whole series of negotiations. Have you ever negotiated with God? You know, people say, well, you don't talk to God like that. Yeah, No, God is into negotiation. And it's like, well, God, if if you want us to go back to New Zealand, then we don't want just another church on another street corner. But we want to see your name glorified in a way that history hasn't seen it glorified in our nation. We want Aotearoa to begin to experience the power of God. Come on, throughout South Auckland, Central Auckland, North Auckland, right across the nation, further afield that you would do something. And in that negotiation, God brought me to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. God began to speak to me and he says, Now, it will come to pass, here it is, if you hear now diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. You know, we read things like this and it was like every word I was stopping at and God was speaking, hey, you are gonna have to be obedient in your now. It's like, well, God, if you do all these things, then I'll do it. No, now. Here we are, nearly 28 years on, still God saying, will you be obedient now? Yeah, but God, we've already been obedient. No, now. Come on, somebody, you need to hear this. It's like, yeah, but my now, I don't feel capable. But my now, it doesn't seem plausible. But my now, it's too much challenge. But my now, And God says, no, you be obedient in your now. Observe carefully all the commandments that I command you today. Today. Come on, some of you are going to get something that's going to shift something. Well, Well, I'm still carrying the word from yesterday. Yeah, but God's got a fresh word today. Now, here. And the Lord, your God, if you are obedient in your now, will set you high above The nations of the earth and blessings shall come and overtake you because you obey. Here it is again. The voice of the Lord your God, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. And the Lord will command verse eight, blessings on your storehouses. God will send blessing at everything you set your hand to do. He's gonna bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And I had to realize that When God gives you the seed of his word, it never seems fully formed. It always has natural question marks. It always is wrapped in human. Well, I don't know if that can happen, but you know what I had to learn? And this is what this message is entitled, is that faith won't fatigue. Faith won't fatigue. In other words, when God says it, he will never pull back on it even if we do. So this thought of faith won't fatigue, but we do is a challenge because for all of us, when we're in that prime location, I still remember when we were negotiating with God and I was reading these scriptures in Deuteronomy and it was so clear that God was speaking only then to think once I left that environment, yeah, but God, even though He said, yes, I forgot we've got three kids under five. Come on, I I forgot that I've got an Australian wife. She's not happy about going to Aotearoa. I forgot that I've been a missionary here for 10 years. And it's kind of like this was in Australia, but God says, you said, yes. Don't fatigue. Come on, this is a message for many of us. Why are we giving up on what really God has planted and called us in our spirit? To do, but God, we got three under five and God, the only money we've got after being in Australia for 10 years is enough to pay the airfares and take some of what we possess with us. And you want us? It just doesn't seem right. I talked to a few friends. They said, well, it may be God, but maybe the timing's not right because, 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 because Deuteronomy 28, be obedient. Now, today, you know, I've learned some things that you can have the seed of faith, but unactivated faith remains in seed form. And there are a lot of Christians that are never seeing the promise of God fully materialized because they've got something from God, but they've never activated. They, they have never taken the word and pushed through on that word. In fact, 1 John 5 and verse 4, whatever is born of God, the Bible says, overcomes. The world, your world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. It's our faith. It's kind of like God is wanting to realize that all of us, God is wanting to give a divine word, give a divine assignment, to give something in the natural prognosis that will shift it from being someone we have to learn to live with to someone we're going to challenge. Something that we're going to turn around. And so I'm just encouraging you, don't live in your yesterday. Let me give you a couple of thoughts around this whole thought that faith won't fatigue, but we do. Here's the first one is faith seeks a here now relationship. Not just a here now relationship, but a here now. It's kind of like, well, great message. Great to have you down south, Pastor. But did you hear? No, I enjoyed it. But did you hear it? Come on, you meet people, you smile. Hi, how are you? They tell you your name. What was their name again? Anybody like that? It's just like, hi, bro. How you doing, bro? Hey, sis, love you. God bless you. I've got all those tricks. Because we can be in the here now, but not in the here now. And and if we want to see the supernatural possibility of what God has promised, I need to, here now, do you, do you realize down at the south, we would not be in this building. If we didn't have a here now moment, which was the beginning of not this building, but Montgomery. When God says, I want you to buy this property. And it was like, yeah, but there's no public transport. But God, it's so big and the cost is so much. And the people down south aren't paying for it. So you're making all the excuses. Well, what do you want? I want this piece of land, but it doesn't make sense. For 11 years, we carried what didn't make sense. Because we heard God say, I want it. Come on, some of you are halfway through the journey and it's like, well, where is God? I thought we heard him. Yeah, you heard him, but he didn't give you a time schedule. kind of that hear now. No, I, I need my antenna up to hear what God is saying in my now. Because environments are either going to repel or attract faith. And I've discovered the more I come to God's Word, there's a hearing of what God is saying. It's kind of like His kingdom come, not my kingdom come. And I just want to encourage you say, well, you know, my Christian life, it's got a bit dull. Get in a here now environment. Come on, have a here now relationship. God, well, what do you want to say to me through the message today? Not just, wow, that was cool. No, a here now. See, we need faith in him, not in the outcome. So many Christians, oh, i got faith for that. No, you've got faith in an outcome. You haven't got faith in him. See, I've realized that the outcomes are not for me to determine when and how but I have faith in him. So if I'm hearing him, it's okay. I'll keep building the ark if it takes 120 years. I'll keep walking through the wilderness for another 40 years. I'll just keep on going. And some of us are going, wow, I wish my life would change, but you're fatiguing because you've stopped hearing. And faith won't fatigue. We do. And and I believe that, that faith, like anything, needs oxygen. And the oxygen that faith needs is the oxygen of proximity. Kind of closer to God. You can be in worship, but be f- miles away from God through the week. Come on, I need, I need some more response. It's kind of like, you know, when was the last time you just heard him speak? Oh, we're not seeing it, but it's okay. I heard him this morning. He's for me. He's not against me. There is another in the fire standing next to me. Come on, there is another in the water. He's holding back the sea. Should I ever need reminding? Of how good he's been to me. There is another in the fire. Come on, standing next to me. We know these scriptures, Romans ten seventeen. faith comes by what? Hearing. Not having heard. See, I need what God was saying yesterday to be said again today. It's hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. I think for all of us, there is such a challenge for us to live in this place, which is beyond yesterday and be for tomorrow. It's the place where I'm hearing God in my now. The second thought is this, that faith seeds a divine outcome. See, when I get something from God, no longer am I bound just to my gifts or circumstances, but now... I can live a life as a family, as an individual, beyond the natural limitations of my humanity. And that's why I would say in these next few weeks, two weeks' time, as we fast together, and by the way, we're not going to have meetings at night like we've done before on the three nights of fasting. We are all going to go into Central on Wednesday night for a mega night. So we're going to fast Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then we're just going to pack out Central, even if we're all through the foyer. Come on and we're just going to pray the house down and have an intensity of light. But I've realized that if you just live according to circumstance or even according to your own gift and your own ability, then you're not going to have a divine outcome. But faith is what seeds this divine outcome. And uh, it is what God is. That's why we collectively in legacy, we're, we're doing something by God's grace collectively that is divine in nature. It's it's, it's here to make a difference for those that are around us. Abraham says in Romans 4 and verse 18, speaks of Abraham who was called the father of faith. It says, he who contrary to hope. I love this. Contrary to his natural ability to feel in control. Contrary to the things he could see. What in hope believed. He, he literally became the father of many nations why? Because he was in this place where he realized as he stood in faith and hope that he was releasing a divine, seeding a divine outcome. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but what? Was strengthened in faith. And he gave glory to God being fully convinced. Come on, of you need a bomb under you this morning. It's like, how many know, if you bump into somebody that's fully convinced. Come on, you go around the coffee cart after the service and somebody that's fully convinced it's a good coffee. What are they going to do? Are you lining up for a coffee? It's brilliant. I've had 10 this morning. Come on. People are looking for God where you work, where you live. Some of us still are not fully convinced. If you're fully convinced, it's like, well, God, I didn't realize that. I can't put the timing on the outcome, but I'm fully convinced that what you had promised, you were able to perform. I want to remind you, faith doesn't fatigue. We do. But we've got to learn that, hey, faith seeks and needs a here now relationship. Faith seeds a divine outcome. By the way, faith secures a soul challenge. Oh, I want to be a man of faith. You're ready for some interesting times? Come on, I want to be a woman of faith. I want to be a grandma of faith. I want to, I want to be a candidate where the divine is an outcome of my life here on planet Earth. I, I, I want to live this kind of amazing season here on Earth. Well, get ready for it because the prophetic word is easy. Come on, you just put on your prophetic jacket, sit on the front row. When the prophet comes into town and he prophesied, she prophesied over me. I feel so good. We'll get ready for the challenge. Because you've got a soul. You are a spirit, but you've got a soul. And that soul speaks to you. And that soul tells you to give up. It's called the soul fatigue. You know, those 11 years of just being in Montgomery going, God, I don't understand, but I know you said it. And as I got back with God, got close, I heard him in the now. And I said, it's okay, we're on track and and the jacket is too big. And boy, we could have done so much had we had it. And I I can't work it out yet, but we're going to keep on because that's what God gave us to do. And we're just going to stay in the lane and we're going to keep on believing. And others are going, see, I I don't know why you would have ever done that. I go, well, God asked us to do it. And we're staying in the lane. And my soul began to say, maybe you got it wrong. And I'm going, spirit, did we get it wrong? No, we didn't get it wrong. Soul, shut up. Come on, that's some of the best preaching you're ever going to hear. What did you get out of church today? I'm going home saying, soul, shut up. I didn't say wife, shut up. I said, soul. Come on. Anybody got a soul here? Anybody got a soul that seeks to dominate? Feelings, that's what it is. Yeah, but I, I feel depressed. Just say, soul, you may feel that way, but that's not who I am. I am a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you don't really have much foundation to stand on. You may feel like that in a day and generation where we're teaching our kids and all of society, you are what you feel. God says, no, you're not. You're not your soul. You have a soul. Come on, you've got to learn. I've got to learn to make sure that we don't allow our soul challenges to cause us to fatigue. If I could peel back the covers, you'd say, well, Pastor, you you seem to be always positive. No, most of the time I'm not. If I just looked at my soul. But if I look deeper than my soul, I am. So where are we drawing from? So I need a here now. God, what are you saying now? I've got to realize that the seed of faith is... Kicking in to all into going the divine. It's like, do you realize you're part of a generation that are seeing but are going to see things like we've never imagined? Could you imagine at life that there is a possibility partnering with Immerse where we could reform foster care in the whole nation? Well, that doesn't happen naturally, but it's kind of like we could do that, and it's kind of like, well, we got a seed, but that seed needs to be fertilized and needs to be protected and needs, it needs come on, warmth. And it, it, it needs all of us heart in. But not only that is then as you get this faith, faith, as I said, secures this soul challenge. And you just got to watch it. I, I, I've used this illustration before, but I've often said to the creative people that are with us, you know, people that can create and do things we've never seen before. How many know when you go to some of the productions, it's like, wow, how did you dream that up? And I've said to them, you know, you've got an incredible capacity in your emotional world to live and that's where you can create from. So go to Mars and do your creating. But then please come back to planet Earth. Because if you bring Mars to Earth, we don't know what the flip you're talking about. Come on, some of the creative green rooms in our campuses, they call it Mars because they get the story. It's like we go to Mars, we have our coffee, and then we've got to come back to the real world. Hey, all of us have got to do that. You're not what your emotions are telling you. Come on, you are who God says you are. And, And there is a soul challenge. I learned this through the Montgomery 11 years, that you can't carry in your soul what God has birthed in your spirit. My, my soul doesn't have a capacity to carry the God commission on my life. And I just want to encourage you, if you feel like your soul is taken charge, you, you can't annihilate your soul, but you are not your soul. I mean, Jesus, I believe forevermore is going to be scarred. I think all of eternity will see Jesus and see the scars that he did for us. They aren't scars that depress him. The scars of victory. Whatever we surrender to God, whatever we've been through, don't let your soul tell you they're infected. Say, no, they're surrendered. And they remind me of the goodness of God. And I... I seriously just want to encourage everyone this morning that God has got so much more. Our scars, my scars and my story. Yeah, they're my challenges. And, but they remind me that God met me there. And I've always felt like God say when it comes to faith, this is what God said to me, Paul, if, if you can trust me and I can trust you, then there is no limit to the supernatural possibility. Come on, hear that. So, God is looking to see whether you can take charge of your emotional world and put it in the right place. It colors me, it, it gives me, you know, different thinking, but it cannot be allowed to determine who I am. 2 Timothy 1 8, therefore, do not be ashamed. This is Paul writing in prison. Some of us are in a prison season. And he writes and he says, Don't be ashamed. Of the testimony of our Lord. Wow, that's an interesting view when you find yourself in prison. Don't be ashamed of the darkness of my season. Don't be ashamed of what I didn't get and others did get. The testimony of our Lord, nor be ashamed of me just because right now I'm a prisoner. But be a part, share with me. In the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved me according to uh, and called us... With a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. Everything I do now, I realize it's not about me getting the victory in the way I want it all the time. It's the bigger plan. Then verse 12, for this reason I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know who I have believed. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed up until that day. See, I want to say it again. Faith doesn't fatigue. We do. If God put it there, if God called you, then you can say, well, God's going to bring it to pass. Come on, I'm not going to allow my fatigue, my soul to determine who we are or not. We're going to stand in that place of the greatness of God. So faith seeks a hearing relationship. it seeds a divine outcome, it, it secures a soul challenge. It's like put down an anchor and says, soul, no, 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 this is the right way to look at it. But it also sparks, what? A hope echo. How many would agree when somebody holds on to faith, realizing that God will bring to pass what he began, then people around you begin to get hope. Uh, recently, we were looking at life in the broader sense across life here in Auckland and Of course, in Melbourne, I think we've got something like 16,000 men, women, and children attached to life. And when when you look at that and you think, man, we started 27 years ago with me on a guitar. And that's not called worship. In fact, right now, we need the keyboarders to come up here. It's kind of, that's not worship, but it's like, well, God, you said do it. Come on, you said do it. And yet on the Friday night, two days before we were doing it, our guitarist broke his arm. Some of us would say, well, maybe God didn't say do it. Many of us would say, I can't do it. No, if God asked you to do it, you got the backing of heaven. Come on, you've got the angelic host cheering you on. It's like here we are, early in the morning. God's saying, would you just stop living according to your attachments? But come back and have the here now. Realize it's only a seed, but boy, the power of that seed has divine outcome. Know that your soul is going to try and intercept and rule you, but you're not ruled by that. You are who God says you are. And realize if you were to live through what God's put in your spirit, You're going to spark a hope echo. If if they could do it, maybe we could do it. If that church could do it, maybe we need to lift our vision. God could cause them to fall pregnant after 25 years of trying. We enjoyed the journey, but we're still not pregnant. but I remember dedicating a baby after 25 years if nothing most would have given up but you see faith says you're not going to rob me because I don't see it in my time frame I heard something I have a seed of something divine my soul no longer rules me do you know what I'm going to live with faith I'm not going to allow my fatigue to cause me to believe that it will fatigue because faith won't fatigue. I am who I am. And I love that, that, that ignition. See, hope is an ignition that creates a spark, that creates a fire. We, we were uh, recently at one of the meetings in Central And there were a couple there that I knew when we came to New Zealand, pastored a church. Hadn't seen them for years, but I know they'd been through a hang of a lot. And they were standing kind of towards the front, so I just ran up to them and said, oh, so good to see her. She had tears in her eyes. She said, you know our journey, and you know, we're kind of retired now, so we're doing a lot of our own stuff. She says, I remember when you came to the city, you and Marie, you you looked so young back then. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I heard what was in your heart. And then the tears began to flow stronger. She said, look, it's happened. And I go, it hasn't happened yet. But it's happening. Now, here, here, this. Whatever God set in motion, no matter what disappointment you've gone through, no matter what hasn't happened, it's not over yet. She said, we thought you were a bit cocky at the start, some of the things that you said. But we've got to accept it's God. And I just, I want you to know that God's got a whole lot more for you. A whole lot more for your family whole lot more for your marriage. Come on, a whole lot more for your future than what the lie of the enemy is. And God's saying, if you'd push through, remember faith won't fatigue. We do, but faith won't fatigue. So don't give up. Don't let go of what God gave you. Get back to a here now environment. Two weeks time, we're gonna be hearing like we've never heard before for three days. Because I tell you what, if you're prepared to fast, you'll hear what you've never heard. We're going to come together and we're going to shout heaven down on that Wednesday night. We're going to see God do something. Faith is the substance of things. What? Hopeful. It's the power of God. I wonder as I bring this to a land, what is it that you are carrying that came from God that you're still questioning? I'd rather you go back to God and make sure you heard and then stop questioning. When we built this, you could never do that here. No, but we heard from God. You couldn't buy 15 acres in Montgomery. We heard from God. You wouldn't be able to carry the payments. We heard from God. You wouldn't be able to build Central in that location. We heard from God what have you got from God that you're still carrying that you're still questioning get rid of the question I'm going home and saying God it's your time if I'm in prison it doesn't really matter I'll write letters from prison because that's the season I'm in and I'll take every step say God is God Father today we we settle we still our hearts before you we Are all in different chapters of the book that you're writing. We are all at different stages. We're all at different phases. Some of us feel like we've lost our way, and yet today we're in church. And the sound from heaven has just come home. There is nothing that you do that can separate my love from you, but sin separates you from me. And today I just pray that there'll be miracles where many of us will reboot. The word that you've given us, we'll hold it high rather than half masked to see what'll happen. But we'll declare the authority of heaven is for us and not against us. Father, we thank you that you are doing amazing things, that as a family, we have the honor of serving together and seeing what hasn't been seen before. Activate for the honor of your name. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.